Welcome to the podcast for Itham, an audio journal of contemporary poetry that comes out of the poetics program at SUNY Buffalo. Itham, the name of the journal, is taken from Nathaniel Mackey, who describes it as clipped rhythm, anagrammatic myth. Uh, Mackey is a major figure in the American black radical tradition, as well as in the tradition of jazz poetry. Um, He's also going to be coming to visit us here in Buffalo as part of the Poetics Program's 25th anniversary um, this this spring in April. Um, So to honor Mackey and the tradition out of which Itham is born, um, the first issue that we're doing is built around the model of a call and response, which is a form used in musical traditions around the world, but especially in the African-American traditions of jazz and blues and gospel and hip-hop. Uh, But basically what that meant for the journal is that we solicited one audio poem from one poet. Once we had that poem, we sent it out to the other contributors, and they each wrote a poem that responded to that initial call. I don't know if we'll do every issue like this, but um, we are planning issue two right now, and I think we're going to use the same structure. So for issue one, we had the incredible luck of getting Fred Moten to be our caller. Um, Along with Mackie, Moten is, again, a central figure in the black radical tradition. Um, He's written a lot about jazz. Uh, His 2014 book, The Field Trio, won the National Book Award. Um, And there's a lot more to say about Moten, but I'm going to let you hear him. Um, So when Moten sent us this piece, uh, he told me that he records almost everything that he writes as part of the composition process, um, something he called an informal solfege. Um, That's a phrase we've been thinking a lot about. Um, So here's Moten's piece. Reneo's Open House. Make yourself not at home all over and under the world. Fill up the house with palpable souffle, a contrapuntal folding and lapping, a fantastic waving and weaving, an all but aromatic, all but always threatening freedom of the wide. Home can't be itself when you keep coming. Harmonious life has no background and as such turns harmonic. So he's the architect and you're Reneo with your extraterritorial waters. You're the parasite and poltergeist and hostage held in a house you break and build in sounding. You couldn't become the site so the site becomes your air and disappearance. It went to catch a Greyhound bus and ride And your asymmetrical erosion is all playful and shit. And all that new renewable exile air begins again and again with its own unpainted micro thicknesses. I finally surrealized that I was crying if I was singing that song. There's so much blur in green that we just forgot the problem of scale. That's how we solved the problem. Our authenticity blew up the world so we could have a little harvest. Thank you. You're welcome. One thing about committing to not publishing the text of these poems is that there are these small moments um, that become uh, almost hidden. Um, At the end of Moton's piece, when he says, Our authenticity blew up the world, um, in the text that he sent us, he spelled blue, B-L-U-E. So the echoes that I hear there of Baraka's um, poem, Somebody Blew Up America, um, are even further complicated by that different word. Um, And there are bound to be hundreds of moments like this as as we continue publishing an an audio-only journal. Um, And those are exciting for us. 
Um, our first responder I want to turn to um, is Magdalene Zorowski. Um, she was actually introduced to me by Simone White, who we're going to hear later in the podcast. Um, and I'm incredibly excited to be uh, tapped into Zorowski's work. I found out that she's been part of the audio poetry scene for a long time. Um, she edited a journal, an audio journal called Frequency with C.A. Conrad um, that I encourage you to check out. It's on Penn Sound. Um, and I wanted to start with Zorowski's triptych, um, her response to Moten, because it seemed like a very um, direct um, and deliberate response, and it's a beautiful piece. Ronio Room Triptych in Neo Style Company. How do you find it at first? So then I lay there, normal, waking in sleep. Maybe it's someone in myself. Should have felt need or grown a person I couldn't include in a throat. I wanted to work myself into real people, or maybe I didn't. Maybe I still do. I don't always have to feel good. You know what the heart does? It accepts a texture of being. Exercises who doesn't want to be into a song of parallel life. I don't know. Maybe I can't still do. I hid this head in a calm blanket against a back wall, don't see me. As if never wanting this, what once was skirting all around, and don't worry, I'm alright. Never there is this world I dream, but here, I'm part museum. Why dress what you lent away? I guess to think some way of being home, but head hurt, I cry pussy. How to animal again, fall off table, scramble into hole. Had once I known skin and liked it, dared in lapping and licking and folded some future into it. Anyhow, you fill up the house even though I'm here. I was just waking when the best things started to happen in pictures. Had the words now time to make a little something of themselves in the margin of speech. It's your stage, the world, all right? All right. Home, it's parenthetical space, it's living. And then I went down into the shit, educated and shoved out of uniform into commas place. It's my pronunciation. A poet is a frame, not beauty in a window. Looks good anyhow. Really, really, did you see me waving? Next we're going to turn to Randall Horton. Uh, Horton's a poet who I was also just recently introduced to. Um, he's got a pretty amazing story. He uh, didn't start writing until he was 38, when he began writing as uh, part of a workshop that he was in while he was incarcerated. Um, now he's a professor at the University of New Haven. Um, he writes about imprisonment and about Langston Hughes, um, and I'm excited to be following his career. Um, here's a Horton's piece. Across the park, March Street, through the alley, around the way of no way at all, the bridge, real and imagined, be troubled water over ground. Don't trouble the concept, but we did. On the one trying to get to the two. Or two for one in this geographical location unerases the erased. The get back up beat do it again. Freedom ain't nothing, not even a word. So don't give me that regurgitated sound reprogrammed. An unconditional condition is what we ask for, someone yelled. Our ass is what we follow, and then all light begins as dark matter. Bam! Forever is what you wanted to be. Word up. Next up is Ailish Hopper, uh, who 
who actually was a poet who introduced me to Randall Horton. Um, she's also an East Coast poet. She comes out of the D.C. Baltimore area. Um, she's someone whose work I've admired for a number of years. Uh, she performs uh, in a band with Thomas Sayers Ellis, um, a poet who we would also love to include in Idem in the future. Um, the band is called Heroes Are Gang Leaders. Um, she's also written a lot about D.C., where I was living for the last couple of years before I moved up here to Buffalo. Um, so it's, a, it's an honor to have Hopper in this issue. Here's her piece. Slang in America. Old beginnings. The so-called new dragged around. Difference between a drunk clown and a dumb thief. All that can't be faked. All, all but always. All, all but aromatic. All over and under paid. Meanwhile, the blue lines, the frame, put the bankers in a bottle. They want in, they want out. Their brains flame-proof so much, formaldehyding beneath gray matter skirts. Every empire, a pretty narrow waist in the speech. The result of starving. Call the doctor. Get her up, up, rising. Everything but the kitchen sink, sinking in. Fill up their house, not for their song, for harmonious life. That gorgeous greyhound bus of ride or die. All, all but always. Thank you. You're welcome. You. You are my all and all skill that pays the bills blue in. Can I get some green unbilled? The club mix, 12-inch extended play. Sound in, sound out. How deep is your no? The white Relocation center, reduce, reuse, repatriate. They report for re-tongue training, a new uniform, a pattern to dance faster instead of a patter that masters. Difference between air and disappearance, ride or die, harvests of scale, jubilee day. So last in the recording is Simone White. Um, I uh, wanted to save her piece for the end because it's a little bit longer, um, but also because I thought there'd be no better way to end the podcast for the first issue of Itham than with White's words. Um, She's a poet who I actually was first, I first heard her work read out loud um, by Don Lundy Martin in a small group of people, and I immediately uh, knew that I, I needed to read more of her work. Um, she's going to be publishing, I believe, a few books this year, and I would encourage everyone to go out and get them and read them. Um, we're really excited to have her in this issue. Um, so thank you for listening. Um, to Itham, and uh, please check us out in the future. 
um, as we continue to publish audio of contemporary poetry. Um, here's White's piece. Dog poem. On this day, 11 years ago, my father died. I watched him refuse death. There was no reason to share this. It was an indignity. There is no refusing. The brain stops, even if until the last it performs miraculously the duty of remaining illuminated. He died on an evening like this warm one in November. Loose leaves blew around the parking lot as I drove away from the place of his death, a hospital. I smoked with my mother's second sister just beyond the gate of the house my parents bought, owned, and lived in together for 26 years. I lived in that house, but did not live there then. We smoked, and a reporter came to the gate and asked her questions. She was ashamed. There was no need to answer her. We did not answer. We smoked. The night was strangely warm, like so many peculiar Halloweens, November in just a few days. Autumn quiet surcasts itself between the warm parts of air. It fills spaces of warmth with cold. On the eastern seaboard of the United States, where now there is nothing like the four seasons we knew as children, I suppose I have come to understand ecological disaster in these limited terms as fallen evening, as a reflection of a more general limitation of world ideas inability to enter into discussions of structure or apparatus without the help of lyric rendering. It's not a matter of incomprehension, evening for death. Vacant shacks on land the size of a town that once belonged only to my family, deep in Scott County, Mississippi. This for mine, or ours, and also guns. I first touched my grandfather's beloved hunting weapons at this homestead. Touching, an act that did not resemble in any way the late experience of inspecting, loading, and discharging a 9mm handgun. Range shooting was an activity my father enjoyed, found amusing. The unnatural power of tiny hand cannons is disgusting. When I found that my hands were neither large nor strong enough to manage an automatic weapon of this kind. For the first and only time in my life, I shook all over. My arms and hands were shaking. I could not participate further or again in this kind of family outing. My family thought nothing of this. There's one story about me as a melodramatic type, a swooner, which is utterly ridiculous. Someone suggested a smaller gun, a 38 caliber pistol. Apparently, this was the gun for a woman prepared to manage the killing of a human person. Now the local tragedy of my father's death passes. It has passed through the writing of these sentences. It is past. The fleetness of death is most impressive, crushing in its casual completeness and simplicity. The brain stops, the heart stops. Then there's no more breath, a sign that life has ended. It's signal end, I suppose. If, 
Stay with me for a moment. I am not sure how to begin to say this. It is the case that one takes the measure of vitality as against the instantaneous cessation of all things. Then to be alive is to be held by or to hold the thread of being continuous. One wishes on occasion for the relentless dailiness of living to what? Go into retreat. Retreat is a word I like. For example, because you will not come to me, I decide I'm going to tell you something. I decide that it will take a long time. It will take as long as I want because you are not waiting and I am incapable of waiting. Through the lens of another self, I regard the actions of the mad one. I drop her anchor. She is not physical. We are together and apart, space, sparks, speed, as tonight the sleepless baby shuddered in my arms, at last, at last away. We rest one another from the ordinary, rudely entwined at deepest night. Suddenly I see, not because of the dark, but in it, that this is a new way to know the organization of time. Leaning back with the child, limp in my arms, unsubject to the sides of time, a three-dimensional vision of time's progress as cubed units, which rises up as a monstrous extrapolation from the illusion of lines. I understand my baby, my mad self, as merely pricked by time's stabbing proboscis. Is the minor space of an hallucinated freedom nothing? I'm asking what you think. <laughs>